Australia is made possible because of you, our fantastic listeners, and all of our wonderful patrons on Patreon. Did you have the Brazilian soap opera uh, Ambaut, was it called in Icelandic, which means female slave? Did you have the female slave Brazilian soap opera in Australia? No, we did not. Uh, this was the, uh, this was the uh, theme tune. Wow, patreon.com. has to be against my person. Hmm. The microphone of uh, that is made of machine parts. Hello, machine. I'm talking into you. Bleep blorp. Bleep blorp. Do you understand me? <laughs> Maybe I said something like racist against machines. Although... That could be a song or a band. Racist, racist. against the machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're racist against the machine. It's not real racism if it's machines. We're sick of these machines coming here taking our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 they're murderers and rapists. I don't know, some of them are maybe okay. Some of them are fine people on both, <laughs> both sides. Um, yeah, but that's all the time in the science of the fictions. It is. Yes, the, the people have been, have been machinists. Machinists. Is that the film? The film called The, the Machinist, Machinist but the... it wasn't about AI. <laughs> it was a very misleading title. It wasn't about a guy, a very skinny guy, a skinny who, guy. who hated machines. Did he hate the machines? Yeah, he was a racist against machines. <laughs> Killer well, in the name the, of. That's where the band came. What's the name from? Uh, yeah. Unplugging in the name yeah. of. Do 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 do. I had a, I had a, what I thought was quite a philosophical thought the other day. Yeah. And I shared it on the Twitter as I twatted it. You twat. I twatted on the tweet. Um, Twatterberty. Twatterberty. I uh, I said, you know, in 65 million years from now, robots are going to discover a human yeah, <laughs> buried in, in amber, and they're going to use science right, to bring right. the human back to life, and then we're just going to destroy everything, and they'll go, we should have known, it's in their nature. Yeah, yeah, I remember that tweet, that twatting of yours, it was uh, wonderful. <laughs> I th- honestly, I think the, the earth would be happier if we weren't here. Yeah, yes. I don't know. George Cullen had this whole bit of uh, uh, about you know people people always saying you're hurting the earth, you're damaging the earth. The earth doesn't care. Earth can just shake us off like a dog does fleas. <laughs> Scratch us off. It barely even notices us. I think. I think in some ways, the and earth, it will. That's the, how we will go. That's earth how will just go, <laughs> and then we're gone. I've had enough. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Uh, it's been uh, it's been bother- bothering me for ages, <laughs> like a pimple. Yeah, it's just a pimple. Uh, or when the, when we finally go, it'll be like the Earth finally got that ingrown hair. Oh yeah, that's that's oh, what we are to the Earth. An ingrown hair. Oh, that was so satisfying. Yeah. You know, when you get one. Have you ever had one in your beard? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I passed it. Uh, 
really happened yet. Yeah, I do. I get them all the time. A friend of mine and I, we have this uh, this kind of understanding that if I've got one, he'll get it for me. And if he's got one, I'll get it for him. Like get the tweezers and get them out. Because I get ones where like four of them grow together Ugh. to become like one velociraptor claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a rat king. Yeah, yeah. Rat king, where the rats, uh, it's, they say it's a myth, but sometimes like in the sewers of New York, the rats are so crowded that their tails get tangled and they may, uh, they become one like ball of rats and it's called a rat king. Really? Yeah. And they still live <laughs> yeah. and move together <laughs> yeah, as they're, one. They're like the creators and creators too. Did you ever see that? that no. Creators are basically, it's a, it's a gremlins ripoff but yeah. with more blood in it. But, uh, I, I remember the poster in yeah, the video store bite. because it had one in a toilet. Uh, no, that's Ghoulies, I believe. Oh, okay. There were a lot of uh, 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 horror uh, gremlin rip-ups. But this one was the best. And uh, in, in movie number two, uh, they had they all form a big ball of, of creatures. And they just roll over people and rolled over this one guy. And he became instantly like a bloody skeleton. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the second time I talked about Critters 2 in, uh, in this podcast, actually. I don't remember the last time. I once mentioned the character from Critters 2, which is a bounty hunter, hunter who has a... Uh, who has uh, shape-shifting abilities, but he has to have, like, a model to model after. So he finds a porno magazine and he shape-shifts into this uh, uh, porno model, but he has a big-ass staple in his navel. Oh, yes, I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, that's in the same movie as The Crater's Ball. It's a good movie. Oh, that's very clever. Yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. He's a shape-shifter. Yeah, yeah, they're like the bounty hunters or cops or whatever, space cops, mm. who are after the critters because they escaped the space prison. Oh. And uh, they can ch- there are a couple of bounty hunters that they can, they to, uh, to infiltrate the Earth, uh, yeah, to, what do you say, assimilate? Mm. To look like an Earthling, they like... Blend in. Yeah, the, to blend in the bounty, one bounty hunter number one saw a rock video and he changed himself into a rock star. And uh, number two changed himself into a porn star after a after a porno magazine with a staple in his stomach. Yeah, because <laughs> she was the centerfold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's gorgeous. How are you? What you been up to? I have been. Uh, yeah, I finished this whole thing. Did we talk about my piece of art? No, we didn't. Yeah. We've the, talked about it coming, but yes, but it but finally, I finally came. You it, finally it came. came. It came. You all built it, and it yeah. came. Came on my table here, and then in a museum. Mm. I went. It was very good. Yeah. Uh, so I had this exhibition where I had basically a slideshow, yeah. frame by frame, of all the nine hundred frames in the epic saga. Put your little hand in mine. And here's the embarrassment of the week. I accidentally introduced it as put your little friend in mine. <laughs> but I saved it comedically by uh, uh, miss saying the title again, but uh, on purpose by saying, I mean, put your little hand in my friend. <laughs> and 
people laughed. At least two people. At least laughed. two people. It was beautiful. I already showered you with praise when, yes. when we were there, but it was well, it was, it was such very a very kind to what you said. I meant it. I because I I got there a little bit late, mm. um, uh, and so I think it had just started when we got there, uh, and it was you had so you had each clip. Up on the screen, and then you had your cousin playing music. Yeah, and then um, was doing the music. I'm not gonna lie, I did see a guy with a saxophone when I got there, and I went. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That but, was Art. Uh, told me earlier today. Yeah, and we, I'm gonna bring in a saxophone guy <laughs> because the sound guy uh, he, knew, he knew the sound guy, and the sound guy uh, uh, plays the saxophone. So Art thought, hey. Why let's not have him bring the sax? Let's let's bring the sax. But it was beautiful. Like, yeah. and I remember because the music was very atmospheric, mm. very somber, very. It was the uh, I got you, babe, in slow motion. I did not know that. Uh, I I I tried to hear it, but it was so hard. It wasn't until uh, I left the venue and when I found it, like I I, I found that the notes. Mm called out the song oh that's so multi-layered i love yeah. it because i wasn't sure when it was playing because you know your stuff is usually kind of it's a quick payoff and you have a chuckle to yourself <sighs> and you don't normally do huge long form stories no not normal this is one of the longest stories i've ever done although i think maybe the phone book story is the longest i've done mm. and and well i I just remember I sat there and I was with Frenchie and I was like, I don't know if this music thing is going to work with it. Mm -hmm. And then it took me less than two minutes and I was just like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. I'm in. Mm -hmm. I'm in. And for those, because you're eventually going to put online, aren't you? Yeah. I'm going to have uh, uh, Art and the the saxophone player uh, uh, re-record. Yeah. Yeah. Re-recorded in studio. I'm probably just going to like do a... Flash animation mm-hmm. thing out of it, so, uh, so that and then when I have the final length of it, uh, I can give it to Earth. Because f- first, uh, my first uh, pl- plan was to have each frame exactly five seconds. Yeah. But then I figured out that you don't need five for each one. No, and some uh, some other thing is timing. So mm. uh, so uh, like the, the timeline of the story. So, some frames take one second. Mm-hmm. So some frames take uh, seven seconds. Mm. It was, but I, I do have to say again, so that everyone listening can hear this. I think you, I've never seen a, the 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 feeling of existential crisis summed up so beautifully in a way that I left there going, oh, <laughs> that's just what life is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the biggest compliment you can ever give me. It's just Let what you just life walk is. out of the exhibition going. So that's what life. It's, it's just life. Life is just an existential <laughs> crisis. It's like even though it was, you know, the story is, is you take you've taken a leaf from Groundhog Day, where yeah. this this dude keeps waking up and having the same day over and over and over again. Which obviously Groundhog Day goes through that existential crisis, mm-hmm. and and the I think you, in my opinion, you actually in this cartoon form because you went places that that movie couldn't. Yeah, you summed up the mundane normality of existential crisis in such a way and and managed to hammer home the the lesson of just you know just enjoy <laughs> fucking it, none of it matters 
Oh yeah, that's, that's, and it uh, was so beautiful. I'm glad to hear it. I think that's exactly what I. That's just that's my mantra. Mm, I, when I went home, I had a great sleep. Yeah, great, <laughs> just, awesome. I'm like, ah. <laughs> none of it matters. None uh, of it matters. It was probably the the most euphoric I've had without taking drugs. Yeah, great. Wow, calm down. Look. It, you would say maybe it's the new Bible? It could be. Or even the new Harry Potter. Ah, uh, no, yeah. No, no, let's not go crazy. It, it, it's the new Fifty Shades. Yeah, it's the new <laughs> it's Fifty the, Shades slash yeah. Bible slash... Yeah, it's the new Potter. Fifty Shades in that uh, many middle-aged women will say that they wouldn't watch it, but they'll read the fuck out of it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It has a lot. It has sex in it. It, has, it does. Yeah. There's a lot of sex, and there's drugs, and there's interesting characters, and you, you just... Uh, your brain. <laughs> I mean, I see you all the time, but some like sometimes, like for for me, seeing something this long that has this many ideas and and so many amazing cut tos, it was just I was professionally jealous in a good way of you. Oh, nice. Just kind of oh. going, how you know? I mean, I know when I'm with you, I'm able to think the same way, and brain goes in weird directions. But it was just so beautiful to see how you just let yourself go there with things yeah i think that's uh, um what i really like making stories like this the mm. sequential basically is i mean com- comics a more fancy and uh, and uh, pretentious title for comics is graphic novel mm. or even sequential art mm, mm. And uh, uh, the whole sequential thing because i mainly focus on just one liners and one panels mm. Uh, but doing like and then there's the four panel f- format which mm-hmm. is like most common that's what, what that's used what, to be a newspaper strip, yeah but, that's but, what we do with Bruce Yeager, yeah. three or four panels yeah, yeah and now it's a webcomic you know that's a webcomic format but the whole um, just stream of consciousness thing where I don't know where I'm going while I'm writing it mm. I just go and uh, I follow each, uh, like, I follow every door I open accidentally. Mm. And uh, then, the, then the story goes into just really surreal territory and, uh, like, uh, yeah, and I kind of go inside myself, I feel. Mm. I did, I did, I've done a few of those, like, on a, a one sheet of A4 paper mm-hmm. to maybe try to fit in, like, 60, 70 frames. Yeah, you've done that with calendars before. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I, that, I, I that's the... I write that uh, the same way. And the longest one I did before this was... Well, I kind of did it with the phone book. But I was also more organized then. But the, I did one in the book called Where's God? Where is the one story called Where's God? Mm-hmm. Which is about a couple looking for God. I swear I put them around here somewhere. And uh, they then they just... That's their quest for God. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea where that was going, but I feel I felt like that was that this is my best work. What if I do it in nine hundred frames? <laughs> and that, this is what happened then. So I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna just do a lot of this these things. It's it was beautiful, Not as big. Maybe yeah. one day maybe as big as that one. But I, I mean, you you admittedly when you did this, you came to a point where you felt like you bit off more than you could chew. Absolutely. Yeah, several yeah. times. Yeah, I had. I, I thought I could eat the whole meal in uh, one day or a weekend, but it took, it took me, six months. Yeah, also, like, I, t- I, I took, like, huge breaks. I would all in all say that maybe in work hours this was uh, two weeks. Mm. 
Yeah. Two weeks of like nine to five. Yeah, two yeah. weeks of nine to five with weekends. Yeah, it's it's any if anyone gets a chance to see it. I mean, you're you're gonna hang it at Bio Paradise, right? Yes, I'm, yeah. pro- I'm gonna try to put it into framing just uh, now after this yeah. taping. Yeah. Then it will be in Bio Paradise, and I love looking at the whole thing. Yeah. And then also the the whole slideshow thing. It's a totally different way because then you got the music. Well, I I would say looking at the entire thing. Pack a lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pack a lunch. Just like if you go look at Nick Jemison's IMDb credits, pack a lunch. You're going to be there a while. Yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking because I've never, I've never seen anything like this where yeah. there's just a, a group comic reading. Yeah, you just do it's a, you just put up a comic there and then everybody reads it frame by frame. Yeah, and you have to keep up. And then you also have to take into account that some people don't read as fast as other yeah, people. Yeah, I know. Remember at school when you, like, it was class reading time? Yeah. And the teacher would go, okay, here's chapter, I'm going to give you 15 minutes to read chapter two. Yeah. And I was always that kid who was like, I can't, I can't do it, I can't do it in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a slow reader. Yeah, I, uh, I take that into account. I mean, some people are dyslexic. A friend of mine there who was, is uh, mentally handicapped. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how she does how fast she reads, yeah. but uh, but I think she enjoyed it very much. Yeah, she told me <laughs> she did. I remember she laughed a lot. Yeah. She laughed every time something was obviously funny. At least. Yeah, there were a few moments at the start because the music was so somber. I was kind of like I wanted to laugh at things, but people were they seem people seemed to be really just taking it in yeah. and absorbing it. But then after about ten minutes, I couldn't hold yeah. back anymore. Well, I, so you were the laugher. I was the laugher. Yes, I I, uh, I wasn't sure. Yeah, it was you uh, for a while. Then I just knew. Oh, this is this is. I knew it was a foreigner for some. <laughs> I guess you're uh, you have an English language laugh. <laughs> I do. I laugh like a native English speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 wonderful, wonderful. Ha ha Charming. Charming. Ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> but congratulations. And on that note, I'm Australian. I am Icelandic. And together we are Australia. Australia, dollars Now in Technicolor. What was that? I don't know. I am no. completely unsure. I think it was a commercial from another dimension. Oh, it's one of the dimensions in and uh, uh, Rick and Morty. Where yes, flip the stations. Which I told you the other day. I've I've recently just like I've seen episodes here and there, mm-hmm. but I recently just actually sat down and watched all of season one and two. Yeah, it's a it's a brilliant show. It's a brilliant show. It's absolutely brilliant. And the whole ad lib thing when I do that, the dimension. alternative reality TV. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's art at its purest, mm. and that's I feel like that. Yeah, I. Uh, this is kind of my improvisation the story, it is. story I do it is I, my, my standout there's a bit in this comic where um, he's gonna club a baby seal yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Would it give things away if I? No, no, no. The club I'm of baby sure seal. Can't spoil this. No. And then he goes to club the baby seal, and he goes, "Oh, I can't do it." And then the seal turns into a massive, big monster worm and eats him. <laughs> yeah, I really love that one. Yeah, yeah, that was like one of the few, very few uh, dialogue-free scenes, yeah. basically. <laughs> And he woke up every morning with a flower in his ass. Yeah, because that's how he fell asleep for the first yeah, night before yeah, Groundhog yeah. Day. Or Earth Pig Day. As Earth Pig Day. Is. Yeah. This uh, alternative rea- reality. I One thing I was thinking, uh, it bothered me at a point. But then also, no, that's I, I shook it off because no, that's part of it. And that was a fact that... There was a lot of setups of a lot of things that could have been other stories. Yeah. The story, but then I just never went back there. And the most obvious one was uh, during the actual first day, he goes and meets his ex-girlfriend, yeah. which is Princess Pollution, uh-huh. and uh, has this big f- like talk with her, like... Uh, uh, she's she's a, It's almost a, like Romeo and Juliet, but it's more like, Princess Pollution, get out here! I know it was you! And uh, she's in the window talking to him, and then they talk about their relationship and stuff. And it's a huge thing in this. Obviously, like, they have a past, so obviously this is a set of something that will yeah. repeat itself in the in the whole Groundhog Day scenario. But then she it, never, she comes, never back. comes back. She never comes back. No, never. She's never mentioned again. And I was, when I, when I was moving towards the ending, which is the one part of uh, the whole storytelling process, where I actually start thinking carefully what I'm going to do because it has to end somehow mm. it, it must end on a scene that is in, in some way a satisfying ending on a climax or an anti-climax mm. but uh, <clears throat> so I was thinking okay I think I might have to bring Prince Pollution back in because I mean she was she took like took like 60 panels early in the story she she, she looked, looked like a uh, a main character main character I have to bring her have a call, like at least a callback or something but then I thought of nothing because the idea that came to me didn't involve her and it involved a, involved a, a cosmic polar bear yep uh, needing a tampon <laughs> <laughs> needing a tampon for the eternity uterus you, so you basically cousin Olivered her I cousin Olivered her do you get that, that reference no there's a, you know you know the how in TV there's the sh- the term jump shark yeah which came from from Happy, Happy Days, Days yeah. when the Fonz literally jumped over a shark mm-hmm. and that's when people go you lost me mm-hmm. um, well the Brady Bunch nearly jumped shark mm-hmm. when they introduced a new character cousin Oliver who oh, yeah. came out of nowhere I think you told me about this he's like he's like the uh, he's a scrappy dude. Yeah, it's like scrappy dude, <laughs> and also like the cool red dog in uh, in uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was very apparent that nobody liked Cousin Oliver. Yeah, and so they got rid of him. So he just came and went, and then he disappeared, and no one ever spoke yeah. of him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he was a uh, maybe he was he, he was like a drug addict, and there was also um, Tiger the dog. Tiger the dog. There was a whole episode about how they wanted a dog and they adopted a dog called Tiger. And then Tiger was never seen in any other episode. Just the, just the one time where they adopted him? Yeah, yeah. You never, never see the again. dog ever again. 
So they, they, she think that the Brady's have a dog. It's somewhere in that house. Yeah, it's somewhere there. It's somewhere, but you just never saw the dog again. Yeah, it's maybe in basement, and they throw it shit <laughs> with cousin Oliver. Yeah, <laughs> eat have, your fish heads. They have an underground operation, a dog, dog human fight. <laughs> the dog and cousin Oliver. <laughs> and they always bleed cousin Oliver a little to like get dog to uh, yeah. once he's tasted blood he'll only want more <laughs> <laughs> tiger and Oliver it's tiger liver so you've recovered since I have recovered and uh, yeah so yeah and I went to see uh, Bill Murray last night how did you meet him yes go on it's time for the embarrassment <laughs> of the week Oh, it's wow. actually not embarrassing at all. In fact, I would have loved it to have been embarrassing mm. for uh, at least me. Yeah. But um, the thing was, after I went to see this thing, um, his show where he had... Was it a comedy show? It had comedy in it. It's hard to describe in one sentence, but it's basically... Because uh, when I've seen the pictures, there's him with these what look like Japanese artists. No, it's him and... Uh, Violinist uh-huh. and a cellist and a piano pianist, player, pianist, pianist. yeah. And uh, he reads from uh, he reads uh, uh, excerpt, excerpts, yeah, from classical literature, right. And they play classical music, mm-hmm. and he sometimes sings mm-hmm. and reads poetry. Mm-hmm. And in between, he's funny, and he brings all his Bill Murray charm, and it's beautiful. But it's 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 also just a celebration of kind of I mean he reads from uh, I believe Huckleberry Finn there right and uh, uh, he sang, sings a song a Tom Waits song he sings a West Side Story medley right yeah he sang My Girl uh-huh. and then also he sings like classical folk songs something Irish uh, something yeah. Something like a biblical rhyme. It sounds like like a cotton field rhyme or something. Mm. And um, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. It's just Bill Murray doing classical shit with a bunch of classical uh, musicians, and uh, and in between he is just he, he kind of uh, tells he t- tells jokes which I'm not sure which are some of them are made up on the spot. Some of them he's been saying. Mm-hmm. Before, but it's just—it's a beautiful. Call show. me ignorant, but was he ever a stand-up comedian? I don't think so. No, he was always an actor. Yeah, he wasn't was he? an SNL, uh, yeah, yeah, a sketch actor. In, sketch actor, yeah. yeah, that's what he was. He started out in the National Lampoon uh, mm-hmm. radio station, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my earliest knowledge of him. And so, when was it sold out? <clears throat> um, it was no, it wasn't packed, but it okay. was pretty full. Um, but it was, I think, uh, you know, you, there's still tickets uh, available for the second show, which mm. is tonight. So mm. there are only those two shows. And I recommend if this episode lands on the interweb and into your ears in time that you go and see that mm-hmm. because it's once in a lot of time. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. And when did you get to meet him after? Afterwards, uh, I had uh, I had gotten an invitation to meet him along with some other VIPs, I guess. <laughs> and 
Yeah, uh, and uh, when he came there, it was just in the lobby, there was some wine there, and when he came there, basically there was this whole situation, the most, the, the person everyone is here to see is here, and everyone is either trying to be really cool about it, mm-hmm. or just actually just going, just uh, surrounding him. Okay. And, Which uh, one were you? I was the one trying to be cool. Like, oh, it's Billy Murray's. Oh, and there's some more wine you? as well. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I'm going to drink very fast suddenly. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, I, yeah, so, then some, but after he'd been talking to a bunch of people, uh, somebody just introduced uh, him to me, and I said, hi, 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 I'm Bill, how's it going? It was basically just, hi, how's it going, hi. Uh, and somebody he's a comedian so are you funny I said no and uh, I think he thought that was funny mm. and then uh, uh, then I started saying something like I actually did the whole um, remake of uh, Groundhog Day in stick figure comic form and while I was saying that somebody like started doing a speech I just want to it's going to take on Bill Murray and he looked over there and I was like okay this is good this is fine I have no reason to try it. It's, this is the thing. You gave I, it your shot. Yeah, I, the, the thing is that... Uh, I think I talked about this before, but it's such a weird Don't situation. meet your idols. Yeah, 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 you can meet your idols, but it has to be like a more less forced situation. Mm. So I don't... Uh, I don't really want to meet people like this again. I think that's my lesson learned. But it wasn't... Like I wasn't embarrassed. He wasn't. No one. No one was embarrassed. The whole. Mm. The only embarrassing thing was, it's a, it's a bit of an embarrassing situation. Yeah. But it's what can you do? I mean, you have a celeb. That's how celebrity works. You have a celebrity, and of course you have to like have him do a small after party or something. Yeah. I mean, if they agree to that, and he was he was actually very fun. He like he knew how to play this game mm-hmm. like a heart from hell. Okay. Because he just, he was just Bill Murray. He he was taking the piss and shouting and, and like, for for example, when when so, when uh, we were interrupted by someone saying, uh, I'm just going to, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to do a speech. Then, then Bill Murray goes, yay, awesome. Yes, that's all I wanted to hear and stuff like that. And then he's just fooling around. And then, yeah. then after a while, uh, people are getting more and more sur- surroundingable so he leaves i think i think with the like not meeting your idols i think it's it's probably the best circumstance is if they suggest Mm -hmm. to you let's go have a coffee Mm -hmm. and then because then you're not trapping them and then they suggested it and because i did i ever tell you i got to meet one of my comedic idols at eurovision in 2016 Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, and that was... However, I fucked that up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> because this, for those that don't know, her name is um, Julia Zamiro, and she's a very well-known uh, TV presenter and comedian in Australia. I remember her from... There was a Pizza Hut commercial when I in the, in the early 90s, and that was her first big break. Um, and she was this character who was just stupid. Mm-hmm. And she was always... Um, her boyfriend was Wayne. And she'd just be so in love with wine because he always orders Pizza Hut. Um, and then from there, she got on this sketch show. And then from there, she ends up hosting this regular TV show called Rock Quiz. And she does a thing where she goes around Australia called Julia Zemira's Home Delivery, where she goes to a celebrity. They go to their hometown and talk about 
how they grew up. It's like, she's very well known. Um, and it was a friend of mine who put me in touch with her uh, via Twitter. And oh. it was Julia who said, hey, because um, she was at the time the commentator for Australia for Eurovision. Uh-huh. And she said, I'm not officially here, so let's not tell anyone. But why don't you come meet me tomorrow if you've got t- free time and we'll have a coffee. Right. And I did and I went and it was amazing. We, and she was so down to earth and comfortable. And, and, you know, she was asking me a lot of questions about how I got involved. And she was one of those people. She was way more impressed and interested in the shit that I was doing. Right. Then, you know, and I think that's, that's the, the nicest people in the world are. Uh-huh. She was like, how the fuck did you, she didn't say fuck, uh-huh. but how the hell did you end up in Iceland working for the Eurovision team? And we talked about that, had a lovely time. And then I walked her back to her hotel and I was about to go back to mine. <laughs> and I said to her, like I'd been cool the whole time. And I said to her, um, oh, you know, th- thank you so much. She gave me a hug and I was about to go. I said, thank you so much for meeting me today. It was, you know, it was so lovely to meet you. And then just as I'm walking away and I said, because I've loved you ever since the Pizza Hut commercial. <laughs> yeah, that's not so bad. She was kind of nice. Oh, okay. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe she just was a bit startled, but uh, I just had oh. to make it all awkward. I think that's that's uh, that's all right. I, that I I expected something much worse. Okay, yeah. from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you do anything embarrassing this week? Ah, uh, oh, last week I farted at bastard. Mm. Um, no. Yeah, bastard is uh, the new uh, uh, Vegamot. Vegamot. Yeah. Yes. You haven't been there yet, have you? No, I haven't been at the. I think it will be a. Ta- I it's. I still call Bio Paradis Rackboy, and so I think I'm gonna call Bastard Vegamot for the next five years. Yeah. I don't think I have done anything embarrassing this week that I'm aware of. No, it's been a pretty, pretty boring week. I mean, I, I, I'm a bit like jet lagged today because I wanted to go to bed early last night and yeah. I couldn't get to sleep, so I took, uh, as we call it in Australia, a Fenurgan. Um, Fenugan. 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 It's, no, Fenugan. It's, it's a, it's a Um, <laughs> it's a, uh, an antihistamine that does make you drowsy. Ah, yeah, So yeah, I, yeah. I took one cause I was like, I just, I haven't been sleeping a lot. I wanted to get a great sleep and I slept all through the night. And now, even as I talk to you, I feel like I could fall asleep on the table. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I am. Uh, don't like. I mean, I. I actually. I've not been taking my mental uh, really medication for a week now. Why? Because uh, my head shrink doctor. Man, yeah. My head shrink doctor man. Yeah. He said. Um, he said that I should, I should try to take a break from it to see if there's any difference. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, is there? The first difference was that I was. Uh, 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 actually, after the first day, I, I was very drowsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's yeah. I've been. Uh, I've, I'm, it's hard to say because every, when you're kind of trying to listen to your soul, yeah, as it were, everything that you feel, you're thinking, oh, is this because I'm not on the drugs, or is or it is because this? it's real? Yeah, because yeah. I don't feel a lot of difference, but I, if I would say, I would say that uh, I feel uh, more anxious mm-hmm. in a way, but uh, that is not necessarily bad. So I'm going to try it for maybe a couple of weeks. Okay. And uh, yeah, 
I feel like I'm losing focus. Okay. Which is makes perfect sense exactly. because the, these were focus pills. You were unfocusing. <laughs> yeah. Focusen. 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 Um it's uh, did I tell you I watched the uh, the Netflix documentary Take Your Pills? I haven't watched that one yet because you're basically on Adderall. I think Adderall is stronger than on than on what, what I'm on. What are you on? I'm on uh, Concerta. It's yeah, it's pretty much the, it's yeah. It's the same. They're the same medication. Okay. Well, then I gotta but say there's, there's different kinds. There's awesome like a advertised. there's there's like a controlled release and a instant release. Oh. So there's CR and IR. Um, and you're probably on I'm, CR. Yeah, definitely. But I remember watching, I watched it with my boyfriend and at the end of it, we're like, cause it was all about these people who end up getting hooked on it uh-huh. and how our society kind of, uh, promotes people to be able to perform these in, in the superhuman tasks in very short spaces of time that college students in America are now it's, it's what they do yeah. to, to be able to get great grades and they're using it as a performance enhancer. Uh, it's actually, uh, I once accidentally took two. Yeah. And I felt like I was on speed mm-hmm. and I just, I, I knew I wasn't going to sleep. So I, I just used the whole thing as a performance enhancer and wrote I just sat down with a computer and put on some death metal and just wrote. <laughs> I wrote like a, I was writing the play and I was just, okay, okay, this is easier this way. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I shouldn't have discovered this path. But that's what we, when we finished watching it, we were like, oh, wow, that's a real epidemic. But both of us turned to each other and said, I kind of want to try it once. Yeah. What's Hulli doing? Is he What's Hulli doing? Let's ask him if we can steal one of his pills and just clean the apartment. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, I know there's a huge risk of becoming addicted, but I've got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, I felt that when I took the two pills, I like, okay, I, I see how this can become addictive. Yeah. I'm not... I, Did you feel very calm? Like I, you just could get yeah, lots of shit it was, it was done. It's a bit like when Fry took three hundred cups of coffee. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh wow. I was, I was Neo, just picking bullets out of the air. Yeah. <laughs> and cleaning all the cobwebs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing Neo did after yeah. you know, after uh, the, the the ending of Matrix One, he just went home and cleaned everything. All the co- he cleaned everything. <laughs> yeah. He was with a toothbrush on the stove. Like he went, he went and bought a steam mop, and he was getting underneath the toilet. He was getting all that stuff out of the recess there. Yeah, he cleaned all the drains, the gutters. Oh, wow! Using that new power of flight. That's what I would do. What lame? If you had a superpower. Uh-huh. Like an amazing superpower, what lame use would you use it for? Like if you could fly using it to clean the gutters? Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, there's a lot of things. Uh, there's so many things you could do when, uh, when flying. Yeah. I would maybe try to just do graffiti on a very. Uh, like when uh, on a building somewhere where it's very, very hard to reach. Yeah, so the only planes flying overhead could see yeah, it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, if I had super... St- I, like, I had a whole podcast about what would you do. I know, yeah. <laughs> so, so many things. But also, but that involves the whole Superman package, so it's also super strength mm. and everything. But uh, I remember Loie Bergman, mm. uh, I had him and Gisli Marte mm-hmm. on the show, though these are two... Uh, Famous TV presenters. TV presenters. 
They are the they are in fact kind of uh, the Batman and Superman of TV presenters because one of them is just kind of a uh, bad boy, yes. and the other is a goody two shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and I know exactly which one is which. And uh, the other has got a Jesus complex. <laughs> uh, but they um, so so. Uh, so while Gisli Martin was helping end sex slavery, mm-hmm. uh, Lion Bergman, <laughs> <laughs> Bergman, he used it for like practical jokes. He, he was thinking maybe if there are two like very big buildings, uh, like close to Leugarosbio, those two blocks, if I would just switch them. And so they the would, people would yeah. come out and go, I don't live here. <laughs> the wrong building you will do <laughs> wait this wait, this oh. isn't my part yeah. what's going on and the plumbing doesn't work and everything is tilting because it didn't do a proper <laughs> job <laughs> hmm. I did something like the that just the other day because I told you I told you my boyfriend bought a new car uh, yes yeah and I used it to go uh, to go to Elko to buy a gas canister for a soda stream. Um, and when I came out, I was pushing the button at the at this car for literally 10 minutes going, I don't know what's wrong. And I was freaking out that I would have to call him and say, I, the first time I drove your car, I broke a key. Um, and then I finally looked in the car and there was all this stuff in the back seat and it wasn't his car. That's all. It wasn't even the right brand of car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was just the same color. Same it was a white same. car, not a white Volkswagen. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would do that mistake as well. Yeah. What kind of car is it? Gray, I think. I, I want to say grrr. It had four wheels. It had four wheels. Yeah. When you when you hit the middle of the steering wheel, it, it beeps. Yeah. It comes with noise. Yeah. There's some noise. That noise. And sometimes door. when you turn the key, it goes. Yeah. <coughs> Sounds like my grandfather. <coughs> anyway, what else is going on in town? Uh, well, uh, I think we should go to how to speak Australian. Yes, I had a different idea for that today. Okay. I thought I would teach you some Geordie. Geordie? Yeah. Okay. Because, as you know, my parents are from the northeast of England. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, at home together, speak a weird dialect that is barely English. Uh, and I thought I would try some of it out on you. So if I said to you, Who am I? What gun and you? Uh, that means, hey, how's it going? Nope. <laughs> so the last word is yem. Uh, yeah, you got home. Yes. And, uh... Hui man. Hi, man. Mm, sort of. It means, come on. Yeah, come on, man. Walk on and yem. Walk, 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 go on, yeah. Come on, man, walk home. We're going home. We're, we're going home. Yeah. yeah, where is war? Yeah, war. Like we are. Uh-huh. Or our is also the same word. Uh, so it's the Danish of English. I think so. <laughs> I think so. It's also like if you could... Uh, okay, so um, they have another word which you would get straight away. The bean. Uh, beer. Bean. Bean. Uh, uh, penis. Children. Chil- bean. Yes. Yes. Why like would I... Like 
You would get that straight away. Because beer. you're Scandinavian. It comes from... Is it sca- beer? No, beer. <laughs> beer. Is it penis? Is it, no, no, it's children. It's children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was sure it's you, beer or penis. Yeah, it's such a weird language. And so Huayman is kind of like, come on. And um, like if you... They, they use the word man all the time, mm-hmm. M-A-N. Yeah. But it's kind of just like, it doesn't mean anything. It's just like a uh, friend. Yeah. Or uh, you know, like in Welsh, they use but. Yeah. They use but. Yeah. yeah. Like, all right, but. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in Geordie, everything is man. Uh, and, and I remember when I was a kid, my friends used to think my parents were white Jamaicans. Yeah. Moon. Beacon. Beer can. <laughs> That's the only but, thing. But, only thing I know about Jamaican. But, I have to say a beer can in Jamaican. Can you say it back? Bacon be, be, be with a. Can you say it back to me? Who am I walking yam? Who am I walking yam? Walking. Who am I walking yam? That's pretty close. Yeah. That's pretty close. Who am I walking yam? Who am I walking yam? And they also do this other thing. My ex used to point it out. Um, he used to say that my parents sort of speak like Yoda. Hmm. Because they frame their sentences with the same word on each end or the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, if you're saying, if you tell me a story and I go, oh, that's terrible. Um, Terrible, that is. Well, you say, Epet, that's really bad, that is. Yeah. (laughs) So they use it in both ends of the sentence. Yeah. That is is really bad, that is. Yes. Epet, that's really bad, that is. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get the kettle on, will I? Will I? <laughs> All right, yeah. What are you going to teach me? Lab, no, yeah. you, you have to teach me how to say beer and penis. Beer? In, That's just a pint. In Welsh? No, in Geordie. In Geordie, I mean. Yeah, well, you just... Uh, a pint? How beer? do you say a pint and a penis is... A, well, it, they're the same word, just a different accent. Oh. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> but instead of the word don't, you say divent. Divent. And you is ye. Divent. Divent ye. Forget if, about me. <laughs> divent, 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 divent. Divent ye. But if you, if you, if I wanted to say, uh, don't start, like not now. Yeah. Say, divent ye start, man. Yeah. Divent ye start, man, until you get enough. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the real trick to speaking Geordie is when you get angry or pissed off, you don't get louder. Oh. You get higher. Oh. Like my dad has quite a low voice. Oh. But if he gets really annoyed uh, and he wants to say, like, what do you mean? He goes, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, funny. It's... Is Jordi uh, uh, just a, is it like the, uh, a c- cartoon? Sounds like they're your cartoon. Yeah, and if you go downtown, you can and do toon, man. Yeah, toon. So it's toon. So it's like Toontown. Yeah, you can do toon, toon, toon. In at our town yeah. is war toon. But didn't the groundskeeper really? Sing He's Scottish. Out? Yeah, toon toon. Yeah, he, they say he sang it once when he was uh, he was uh, applying for uh, B sharps. Yeah, when you're a loon and life, life is getting, getting you toon, then you can always go. Toon, toon. <laughs> uh, and the the new the I think they call the football team, which is Newcastle United. They call them the Toon Army. 
Tsunami. Because they're the town army. Yeah, tsunami. Tsunami, yeah, man. Yeah, it's a tune army. You're going to go down to the pub and get a nice glass of Newcastle brew ale. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Tate has a great Geordie character. Yeah? The one in the office. Her name is Georgie the Geordie. Yeah. She's the one that always comes in and goes, Morning, Martin. <laughs> I, my favorite Catherine Tate character is the couple who finds everything extremely yeah. hilarious. Then, what am I like? What am I like? <laughs> you, you know what I'm like. <laughs> I ain't told you, in I? You never guess what happened to me. That's brilliant. Yeah. It's so funny. Because there are so many people like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> you never guess what happened to me today. I ain't told you. <laughs> so I was standing at the chicory lane with, with Judy and Gay Simon. <laughs> And I was asking how much for a strawberry mini milk. <laughs> brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And the candidate was also one of the best uh, Doctor Who companions. She was. Yes. She was. She's a brilliant actress. She is. She is. Yeah, she is. she's yes. gorgeous. So, uh, what I'm going to talk to you about, I have also another path in uh, a, a, a different path than usual in this segment that yeah. we call How to Speak Australian. Yeah. Is the fact that we? Uh, I told you that I could tape this today at three o'clock, and I wrote fifteen first in the messages, and then I erased and said three because I've noticed that you do that. You 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 talk about the, you write the time like that. Yeah. So is that so? Australia does the PM thing. We can do both. Yeah. Okay. But if you're if you're being informal, like if I would just say. Like if it's today, mm. there's a, I think there's a lot of assuming. <laughs> like if if we're gonna meet today mm-hmm. and you say three, mm-hmm. like uh, I would just go, oh well, that's obviously PM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had I, I just recently stopped asking people. So are you thinking then ten in the evening or in the morning? Yeah, in the morning, man. I don't know. I don't know how you live your life. Yeah, <laughs> I could have gone both go both ways. But I did, I did, I have had a lot of non-English speakers say to me in Iceland, oh, this person said they want to meet at five. Is that 17? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's the, that's a European thing. Do you believe what is it? Everywhere. But it's but, when it's written, right? You don't yeah. tell someone in well, Icelandic, I'm going to meet you at Klukan Tutu. You, you sometimes do. But like, you'd say Klukan Auta. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time you say Auta, you say eight, but you can't say... You sometimes say, oh, it's going to be at the uh, 20.30. And then it's half past eight. Mm. Uh, you sometimes, sometimes you talk like that just because just to spice up the language or whatever. Mm. Uh, but most of the time you go half near, which means half past eight. Yeah, which is so confusing. I know. It still confuses me in a way. But the other, the other one that I get really confused with, which I've told you before, is when... Say you say to me, are you free next weekend? Yeah. Technically in Icelandic, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Because it's the next time it's the weekend. But in English, tomorrow is this weekend. Yeah. that's. And yeah. in Icelandic, this weekend is the one that just happened. I know. Which in English is last weekend. Yeah, it's... it's I hate this. It's I, so I, like... I, I avoid talking about the weekend in that way. So if it's Tuesday, someone in Icelandic might say, okay, so we'll meet next Wednesday... To me, that is eight days from now, not one day. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But um... <laughs> So I'm always having to say, do you mean the 28th? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
I did I didn't know about this until I, I uh, met you. But um so you you Austra- Australians do say PM and AM, but yeah. they also they also write like fifteen hundred. Um no you would I think That's just like that's like a military. It's way more yeah, it's army time, that's how we learn it in Fifteen hundred hours. You remember in Spinal Tap when they're uh, doing this gig at an airport and uh, there's like an, uh, a captain talking to them. So, yeah, so we expect you to b- play between uh, 1,500 and 1,600 hours. And they go like, we can't play 1,500 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think it's more like in Australia, we kind of associate that time with uh, army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you you wouldn't see on a poster for um, a performance seventeen hundred <clears throat> hours. No, no, you do here. Yeah, you see here. You see twenty twenty one. Seventeen. Uh, Show starts at twenty one. Yeah, you know, you you don't see that in Australia. It would be nine p.m. Yeah. You you write that if you wrote if you put that on a poster in Australia, people would be like. Ooh, what kind of weirdo is that? <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it, uh, do they want army people to come? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, like this in a lot in uh, in Europe. Europe they mm. use the, the the bigger numbers. Can I tell you a secret about Frenchie that he will hate me for saying on this podcast? Yes, please. Um, he doesn't like analog clocks, right? Because he has difficulty telling the time on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I remember. I remember when it was confusing when I was a child. I was like, "What? Uh, okay, yeah, 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 big one." And, but I think it's not such an uncommon problems problem today with them. Yeah. With, uh, with younger people. With younger people. Because they they grew up with only digital time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also thinking. I mean, when was the last time you hand wrote something? At least that was more than three sentences. Uh, I do. I write a lot in my notebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I do. do well. I do find that my handwriting isn't as neat as it used to be. Yeah, because everything's <clears throat> digital now. Well, I handwrite a lot because of, my of your comics. comics but yeah, I do it all in capital letters, which isn't. Which now, uh, so my usual handwriting is. That's kind of. I don't think I don't think I've ever seen your usual handwriting because even when you write notes for comedy, it's all caps. Yeah, because I just that's how I write now. I write in all caps, which is child. That's how I my dad and my grandfather write. (laughs) Yeah, they write everything in capitals. Yeah, and that's that. Apparently, that goes back to like um, woodwork and engineering and carpentry. Right, right. Because to make sure there's no mistakes, you have to write everything in capitals. In yeah. those kind of things, because it's all specific. So that's how boys were taught to write back then in the day. Yeah, yeah. It's a funny old thing. My dad's a my dad can't type. No. Uh, can you type without looking at the keyboard? Yeah. yeah. I I I get in trouble for it sometimes because I'll be talking to someone in a meeting, mm. and I'll be typing, mm-hmm. and then. They'll be like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm just writing all this down." Yeah, that's <laughs> that's uh, so you are a bit of a multitasker as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Can you type just it out? Like woman, the character from Put Your Little Hand in Mine. Yeah, she's woman. A, she's a multitasker. Yeah, she was bitten by a radioactive woman, and that's how she became. Uh, she got the powers of a woman, <laughs> which were multitasking, baby making, and emotional intelligence. <laughs> oh man! Hey, is it now time for Good, Good to, to Be, be straight. straight? I I think. When we come back for our new season after we have our summer break, I think we're going to have to have a few more new segments. Maybe. Yeah, because I've I've kind of run out of things to ask. Uh, Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, gay to me straight, yeah, I think it's, for me as well, first of all, I think I've asked everything Mm. I'm remotely curious about Mm. when it comes to the, the lifestyle. You might even say that we solved... Homophobia. Yes, I think I think that's where I was going. <laughs> just like just like Iceland is going to fix the a, problems I in the Middle a, East. More of a setup there. Yeah. And it was going to end on. You might say. <laughs> you already said, so, uh, <laughs> we, there, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Yeah, we solved homophobia. Just listen to one hundred episodes of Australia. And in fact, yeah. let's just ask our listeners to send us all the gay to be straight. Yeah, because okay, let's just say you've got two episodes left yeah. of where we're going to do these regular segments because mm-hmm. we're when we're we're going to have our summer break, come back and we'll have something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our listeners, you have two episodes in which you can get it all your gay to me straights to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we will we will add something different. Yeah, I have nothing. I have nothing. No, that's a positive thing. That is a great thing. Yeah. I guess, should we move on to the ants of Up agony? Money. We do actually have some questions today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 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 but. Okay, here we go. Okay, so someone said, uh, yes, when will Australia return to Denmark for another show? Yeah, we did a stand-up in Denmark a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, just as soon as uh, let's just let's try to make that happen. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Denmark's okay. Yeah. It's not the most happening city on the planet, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, lots yeah. of things going on. Another one: Do drop bears actually exist, and what would they be called if they migrated to Iceland? Drop bears. Do you know what a drop bear is? I remember, I remember we talking about drop bear because I said that sounds like a bear with leukemia and we did a live show and people laughed and then I later listened to the show and I said, no, I meant to say gonorrhea, obviously, <laughs> but people still laughed when I said bear with leukemia, that joke didn't even make sense and it's way unfunnier. So what is a drop bear again? It's a, it's a stupid... You know, it's like how you Icelanders tell tourists dumb things like, we eat rotten shark uh, and we enjoy it. Mm. Um, it it's something we, we made up to scare tourists. Yeah. It's a koala. It's a koala. And so someone a long time ago started this rumor that we have these rabid koalas called drop bears who drop from the tree, right, jump yeah, on yeah, you, yeah, yeah. and, like, fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard koalas have razor-sharp claws. They do have very sharp claws, yeah. but they cannot move that fast. No. Because okay. they're constantly stoned. But if they, like, jump all together in one big uh, dro- ko- drop bear ball... A kamikaze drop. Roll around and eat people, turning there, into... You should try and find it. There was a horror film made called Drop, drop Bear. Oh, wow, cool. In Australia, about a, a rabid koala... That goes around killing tourists. 
They did a Killer Pig movie, Razorback. Razorback. And there's also Waterboard, which is a zombie kangaroo film. Wow. And it was... I've seen at least one crocodile film, Australian. Lake Placid? No, that was not Australian. Mungo? Uh, Rogue. Rogue. It had Ryder Mitchell in it. Yeah. Yeah. From Silent Hill. Yes. Yes. Um, I have a fascinating connection to her that I will tell you off air. Okay. Um... (laughs) Did you have another thing? Uh, no. No? The next one. Uh, what would well, what would drop bears be called if they migrated to Iceland? Scary is what they would be called. Mm, uh, or uh, like dead, frozen solid. They, yeah, if they got here, they'd probably die. Mm. There's no eucalyptus leaves here. Uh, they, they wouldn't get any proper job. I mean... Maybe. They'd probably work in a kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Because they come here and they refuse to speak the language. Mm, tell me. They take all the jobs we don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, which beard is mightier? That of ice or like that if my of... my daughter would come home with a drop bear, I would <laughs> disown her. <laughs> Not in my yeah, house. I would say, get out and leave the dropper. Come here, you adorable little thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which beard is mightier? That of ice or that of Tralia? Ah, I haven't drunk a lot of Australian beer, just... Uh, beard. Beard. Which beard is my here? Oh. <laughs> I had the whole thing about Fosters. Have you drunk Fosters? I have drunk Fosters. Why? Australian for beer. But we don't even sell it. No, but I remember the commercials. I'm not surprised because it's just... Uh, it's terrible. British it's, people are the only people who drink it. It's not good. No, it's true. Like, you cannot get Fosters on draft anywhere in Australia. I remember a commercial which I really liked when I was in America in 94 or 99. Uh, I saw this commercial. It was, it was ad speak Australian. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had like a guy on a surfboard and he, he fell off a surfboard mm. and it says, tourist. And then, <laughs> oh, God. And then there's a shark and it says, guppy. <laughs> and then there's a can of Foster's, B. And that's yeah. the, that's the that's the commercial. I love. I speak Australian. I speak Australian. I never I never understood that because it is perceived as our national beer, outside of Australia. Yeah, but I mean, were you aware that we don't drink it? Um, no, I think you probably told me. I, I think, think was, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was even a Rupert Murdoch venture. Mm. Like I think he tried to push this beer. And no one in Australia liked it. And so then he just went overseas and went, this is what they drink. So it was, uh, uh, yeah, it was. Even in the 80s, I don't remember anyone, 80s or 90s, ever. It, it was never popular. It's not good. Yeah, Australians don't even like Foster's. Uh, yeah, I'm not it, surprised. And it depends crap. on what state you're born in. Like mm. the shitty, like, you know, Viking Gifted, mm-hmm. <laughs> the shitty beer that old men drink. Is different in each state. Yeah. So where I come from, it's four X. Mm-hmm. So it's just four X's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, in obviously in Victoria, it's VB, mm. Victoria Bitter. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's I can't remember what it is in New South Wales, but then in Western Australia, it's Emu. Of course, Emu Ale. Emu. Emu Ale. We have a lot of good beers. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I have to taste them. But we are talking about beards. Beards. Which is which beard is mightier? Like mine or yours? I guess that's what he's asking. Yeah, all right. Now yours is mightier. It's. I just had a trim. Yeah, but I, I also. But I had a 
my trim was mightier. <laughs> Your beard is mightier, but my trimmer. Is <laughs> my trimmer is much bigger. Are you having a stroke? My trimmer, <laughs> the one who trimmed my beard. Your your trimmer is yeah. mightier. Yes, okay, my trimmer. Okay, my personal trimmer. Do oh, you have a personal trimmer? I do have a personal trimmer. <laughs> His name is Swimmer. Swimmer the trimmer. David Swimmer. David Swimmer is my personal trimmer. <laughs> That's what he does now. <laughs> When he cooks, he simmers. Um, uh, who would win in a sing-off, Björk or Kylie Minogue? In a sing-off? Mm. I th- I'm going to say Björk. Me too. Yeah. Kylie, Kylie, has, Kylie can hold her notes, but mm-hmm. she's, she's, she doesn't have the range, darling. She doesn't have, well, she doesn't have Björk's range. And no. also, Björk will surprise you in a way. Yeah, like, she'll do something. You, you, we will... You will go, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm voting for her. She'll surprise you by wearing something weird, not being able to dance to her own music, you know, yeah. playing with it, you know, wearing a vagina on her face. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that takes some balls, man. Or lips, even. Um, how do you pronounce N-E-W-F-O-U-N-D-L-A-N-D? Can I see it? How do you pronounce Newfoundland? I think it's... I think it's actually Newfoundland. Newfound, yeah, Newfoundland. But that's not in Australia, so I don't know why I would be asked that question. I think in the history of uh, land naming, this must have been the least thought-out name. Yeah. <laughs> you don't call it Newfoundland. We found because this new land. You just have to wait the for a while and then it's no longer what we're calling it yeah new found land oh, I guess we're calling it still here land <laughs> and then we, I guess we're stuck here land <laughs> nobody comes here very much land people only talk about our title land uh, the last one is if you could pick up one person in all of history, past or present, dead or alive, to just walk in front of you and be your hype man, I don't know what that is, whom would you pick? What is a hype man? A hype man is, give it up for John O'Duffy, yo! <laughs> Did you just make that up? That's what a hype man is, But right? is, is a hype, hype man... man also, like, if you're a rapper, is one who... Kind of joins in the chorus. Uh, Someone who just hypes things up for yeah, you. It's yeah, it's a it's a it's pretty much a host. It's like a, a host often. Oh, hi- I guess hype man. Yes, a hype man. Uh, yeah, that's my understanding of the word hype man. That's okay. Well, we'll go with that. Yeah. So, who would you pick? As uh, my hype man, elephant man. I pleased to. <laughs> Introduce you to Hugli Kudakson. But first, I must remind you that I am not an animal. I am a human being. Give it up for who I was. Uh, I had to put my fingers in my ears. It was so loud. <laughs> It was a great impersonation. 
There's, would your reasons for picking him be that like you would always look amazing in comparison or no 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 at all because I'm a philanthropist and that's that you can feel whoever you want but keep it to yourself yeah but the pun here was intended for all the Icelandic because it's uh, in uh, Icelandic elephant is feet so I'm a feet oh oh that's nice <laughs> it was a dad thinker. <laughs> Ah, uh, I don't know who I would pick because I'm usually my own hype man. Not mm-hmm. a big note myself, but very few people perform enough hype before I get on the stage. <laughs> um, uh, maybe that's why I yeah, work alone. Do you believe the hype? Do you believe in life after love? Um, hmm. Do I life believe after love? Life what after. Is that, what does that question? Even I don't know. If you stop loving, can you still live? Or, or is it after a love has ended? Do you think yeah. you can have a life afterwards? Oh, absolutely. to which the answer share is, of course you can. Of course you can. Of course yes, you can. Yes. Uh, who would I pick as my hype man? Someone, someone who's going to get the audience really going. I think Elephant Man could do a very good. Good. <laughs> How do I, I elephant sound? You do like this. Did you know what caused him to have that? Uh, you're saying his mother was attacked by an elephant while he was in the womb. Was he going to say that? Nope. No. What was it? Syphilis. Was he? Syphilis. Is it how? What was he born with syphilis? That's what syphilis will do to you eventually. What? Yeah. No, I don't know about that because he was. Uh, there's no other case like him. No, there's many cases like him. He was just the most famous. I don't know about this, Jonathan. I'm going to look it up. Just say, did the elephant man have syphilis? Did the elephant man... Oh, I've I've Googled this before. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, John Merrick, Wikipedia, find the word syphilis. Syph... How's it spelled? S Y S Y P H P H A L. There's not even one word that starts with SIF. So I believe you have been misinformed. I'm sorry to tell you, but also I have corrected your misunderstanding. All right, but then later, look up the worst possible cases of syphilis. I, um, uh, yeah, yes, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and see what it does to people's faces. Oh, God. It basically makes them look like the Elephant Man and makes them go insane. Yeah. I didn't know that uh, Al Capone had syphilis. Lots of people did. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. lots of the forefathers in America had syphilis. Um, Who else had syphilis? Uh, Lots of Hollywood stars, kings and queens. Mm -hmm. The madness of King George. Mm-hmm. He had syphilis. That's why he was mad. Maybe it's good to have a like a syphilis, a famous... Like, for example, would you accept King George as your hype man? While 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 riddled with syphilis. <laughs> no, I'm not very great at loose cannons. Uh, Hitler had syphilis. Mm. Hitler. There's some people who believe that that's why he went truly bonkers towards the end. Jeez, man. Yeah. Um. I think I would. I think as my hype man, I'd pick like a really drunk and belligerent Winston Churchill. Oh, that's a. Wonderful. Winston Churchill on one of his down days. <laughs> you will laugh on the beaches. You will laugh in the land. What was his speech like? We will f- <laughs> you will laugh. <laughs> you will lie now, lie back and think of England. 
Oh, man. You know, John Austin Duffy is the worst type of comedian, <laughs> but he's the best one we got. <laughs> yeah, that's who I'm going to have. Drunk, belligerent, Winston Churchill, or my mother. I think it, I, I, we're out of time. Yeah. Um, so I say to thee, peace, peace out, out, motherfuckers. motherfuckers.